the Holy Family Chapel Hill podcast, where you will find our weekly sermons, as well as the occasional reflection, conversation, or interview. We are glad you are here. Welcome. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Article 1, Section 7, Clause 2 of the Constitution of the United States sets out how the President may veto a bill and specifies how much time the President has to do so. It says, If any bill shall not be returned by the President within 10 days, Sundays accepted, after it shall have been presented to him, the same shall be law. And you know why Sundays don't count? Because one of the commandments inscribed on Moses' stone tablets is, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. I kid you not. Sundays aren't included in the President of the United States' veto countdown because of a word God spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai. How did we get from Mount Sinai to the Constitution of the United States? If ever you are looking for an internet rabbit hole to fall into, I highly recommend digging around in the tangled history of the Ten Commandments and American jurisprudence. Moses, the lawgiver, is all over Capitol Hill. He appears holding the Ten Commandments in a frieze inside the Supreme Court in company with Hammurabi, Confucius, and Napoleon, among others. He's also on the east facade of the Supreme Court building. He's in the rotunda of the Library of Congress, again holding his stone tablets, while in the main reading room, there's a painting of a woman holding the Ten Commandments at her side. The floor of the main display room of the National Archives includes a bronze seal with a depiction of the Ten Commandments. Someone could put together an excellent scavenger hunt to find all the instances of the Ten Commandments scattered around the nation's capital. Or you could do a lifetime bucket list version that would take you to courthouses, capitals, and other public buildings all across the country. All of those statues and plaques are telling a story. In that story, the commandments belong to the American story and to American law, which is an astonishing act of hubris. The American story and the story of American law are really important stories, but they are not the story of God's redemption of God's people. They are not the story of God's deliverance, freedom, and promise. And not only is that the story to which the Ten Commandments belong, but it's not our story. 
Theologian Willie Jennings says the Christians who came to these shores from Europe existed within a terrible mistake. They believed that God had rejected the Jewish people as the people of God and replaced them with Gentiles. We Christians believed had replaced the Jewish people as God's chosen people. And when they came to this country, they believed they were coming to the land that God had promised them, which made it a lot easier to ignore the people who were already here. That is something of the context in which the framers of our Constitution operated. That is also the story of supersessionism, the story in which Christianity supersedes or replaces Judaism. But it is not the story the Bible, including the New Testament, tells. Take a look the next time you see a Ten Commandments plaque somewhere. I guarantee you'll find that the first line reads, I am the Lord your God, and the second, you shall have no other gods before me. But that's not where God begins. We know this. We say it regularly at Holy Family. God spake these words and said, I am the Lord thy God, who brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have none other gods but me. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. When God reveals God's self to God's people, the identity God proclaims is bound up with history and relationship. God proclaims that God's identity is tied to the people of Israel whom God led out from slavery. This is shockingly specific. The one we confess as God cannot be separated from Israel. Any claim that those of us who have inherited this text can make about God's identity and will has to begin with Israel and Israel being led out by God from slavery and into freedom. Keep in mind that some of the framers were themselves enslavers. The story of God's freeing act is missing from their version of the story and the versions plastered all over Washington and elsewhere. In those versions, the Ten Commandments have been extracted from the story of the Exodus and inserted instead into the story of our culture. God's commandments to Israel include that she not make idols for herself, assigning godlike significance to anything in God's creation is strictly forbidden. Israel may not hold up as ultimate anything other than God. The word translated as idol can also mean image. So the commandment can also read, don't make a picture of God to worship. Israel is forbidden to try and domesticate God by locating God or God's authority in a visible, trolled object. Some of you may remember Alabama Judge Rory Moore, who after his election as Chief Justice in the early 2000s installed a 5,000-pound block of granite with the Ten Commandments engraved on top in the rotunda of the Alabama Judicial Building. When he was told to get it out, he said, to strip the Ten Commandments from the courtroom is a violation of the U.S. Constitution. The U.S. Constitution is the foundation of our government, and I, for one, am profoundly grateful for it. It is not, however, words spoken by God. To confuse the two is blasphemous. The ongoing attempt to enmesh the Ten Commandments with the American Constitution and American history is an attempt to define the bounds in which God acts. 
The effect is to domesticate God's words and make them an idol or an image by stripping them from the story of God's salvation of God's people, which is where they belong. I say ongoing attempt because right now in several states, including Texas and South Carolina, politicians are trying to mandate that posters with their version of the Ten Commandments be displayed in every public school room in the state. There's a lot to say here about how imposing one's own story on others is an exercise of power rather than of faith, but once we've started that, we'd be here all day. In the sixth chapter of Deuteronomy, Moses is thinking ahead to a time when children will ask about God's decrees. This is how Moses tells parents to respond. You shall say to your children, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. He brought us out from there in order to bring us in, to give us the land that he promised on oath to our ancestors. Moses continues, Then the Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our lasting good, so as to keep us alive, as is now the case. What is the meaning of the Ten Commandments? Deliverance, freedom, promise, life with God. The Ten Commandments are the chapter in the history of God's chosen people that follows the chapter in which God sets his people free. They're part of the story of God's ongoing call to freedom and salvation. God's law is God's gracious gift, the way that deliverance, freedom, and become tangible. In the words of the psalmist, God's commandments revive the soul, rejoice the heart, enlighten the eyes, and are more to be desired than gold, even fine gold, sweeter than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Obeying them teaches us to tune our ears to God's will and to live into all the liberating words God speaks. God speaks his commandments to those whom God loves, to those whom God has chosen to be God's people. By the grace of God, you and I have been grafted into this story. And when God speaks all these words, he sets us free from the bondage of finding our own way to him. He sets us free from the bondage of self-determination and self-will. He sets us free from the way of darkness and death and offers us instead life before and with God. God spoke all these words and we get to hear them too. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. You can find out more about the Church of the Holy Family at holyfamilychapelhill.org. Thanks for listening, and join us again next week. Peace be with you.